1: Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.
2: Good afternoon, evening, call it what time it is. It's uh, the 2nd of January. Happy New Year one and all and as we revel in the delights of Millwall's newfound heady heights in the championship it's decided that you know what we're going to follow trend and we're going to do ourselves a team of the decade but a team of the decade with a twist because we're going to do our own shit team of the decade by the way you lift back to Acton Millwall to one podcast hope you're well my name is Aaron Paul and uh, joining me this evening We've got the full cohort, Bar is, um, is, is, is scalak around, Nick?
0: scalak will be joining us from, um, but a miracle of voicemail,
2: uh,
0: as will Michael as well. For they are both pre-recorded con- contributions to the show tonight. What, what, what,
2: what, can, what can we say? Uh, uh, pure your super high production values on this one. It puts, me, it, puts, it puts my employers to shame. It really does. It really, really does. Um, uh, Nick Hart, any fights over Christmas with the quiz in your house? Um,
0: no, no, no. We, we, we had a lovely Christmas, had a good time. Um, and it, I, I, I did get one question wrong on the quiz um, and I was pulled up for it, as is the way of the, oh. the Millwall world. I was corrected online. I, I think I said short and say ledger. Was a central defender in the in the uh, the the playoff the Barnsley playoff we lost, didn't we? Um, and it was actually Mark Beavers rather than Sean Sh- St Ledger. So apologies to everyone listening. If you if you if you got caught out on that question, that is the correct answer, Mark Beavers. Apologies, one have. and all.
2: There you have it. So he, he he you know no fights, but he still fucked the quiz up. So That's a master, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: attention uh, to detail is my, my downfall, my downfall. Yeah.
2: Here you, go. you didn't do English at school, you did woodwork. So, you know, make an extra try. Yeah, <laughs> but he, he, he was building things for alcoholic teachers, like I was so anyway. Uh, Harold
3: Warren, good evening. All right, mate, how's it going? Yeah, not too bad. It's all yeah. good. We're uh, I've I've spent more time today looking at a shit mill team than I have a good one. So I think that sums up the last ten years, or maybe the last what the club's been around hundred or hundred and thirty years or so. I think that sums it up.
0: There's always more conversation in misery than there is in good times. But there we are.
2: Hundred percent. And uh, our new well, he's a new signing? Any? We signed him out. He's a new
0: signing. He's a new the right star of the mill blog world. And he's just been slagged off on the house of fun. So um, he's
2: arrived.
0: He's
3: arrived. He's (laughs) made
4: it. Good (laughs) evening, all. Happy New Year. (laughs) What
3: did you say to draw draw the
4: ire of? I basically drew attention to some rumours of Gary Rowett potentially being in for one of his old players. To which I added my opinion of, I don't think we should sign him because he's too old. And got criticised for suggesting we sign a player who is too old.
0: Even so though you said uh, don't
4: sign him. Oh yeah, but um, you know, don't. One the well, of well, get a good Hoff story. <laughs> oh, oh, it's true. It's uh, you know, you you quickly learn how it goes, and that's uh, that's not a problem. I'd rather people reading it and moaning than not reading it at all.
0: If you want to Fair go putting your head above the parapet, Ryan
3: Loftus, well, you're going to get it, mate. My suggestion would be not to carry a video camera. That would be my own <laughs> suggestion.
4: <laughs> or ask people to pay for it. No, that's <laughs> it. And I would like to announce I'm launching a Patreon if you do want to read this. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Has, hashtag...
4: I've got some good good designs down the pipeline, you know, give me the end of the season, they will be flying out. (laughs)
2: There we are. Anyway, why are we here? What what are we doing? We're here to discuss the Millwall team of the decade. How it goes is uh, we're going to have an entry from everyone. Everyone's going to get a turn, bar me, because I don't really fancy it. I might probably chip in on the Millwall. shit. Basically, basically, I might not even get a go. That's the thing. I might not even get a go. Uh, I I might not get a go because I'd imagine there's going to be a lot of conflicting sort of debate and all that. So, we're going to keep the goalkeepers. Of course, as it's Millwall, we're playing 4-4-2. There are no no substitutes. I don't want this. Oh, we'll have him on the bench. Shut up, whatever. You're not having them. There's no such thing there's, as the man. There's no bench
4: in a dream team. There's no <laughs> bench. In a
2: dream team. I hate that. Oh yeah, I'd, I'd stick. I'd stick. You know, Messi on. the... Shut up. Anyway, right. Let's go. Uh, the right. middle of the decade, 2010 to 2019. Nick Hart. Well, just to,
0: before we start and get into the conversation with the chaps, um, I do. I, I, I did a, a list for Sky Sports with with, with our, contact at Sky that gets me to do bits and pieces. For no money, listeners, instead For no money, <laughs> voluntarily, <laughs> <laughs> hashtag, oh, no, it's, worth it's, hashtag it's worth getting that in. It's hashtag pay, pay me. Um, so, anyway, I, 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 wrestled, <laughs> I wrestled with this whole concept of a team of the This is going somewhere, I promise you, boys. Um, as to what, what does it mean, and why are you putting players in your team of the decade? Is it mm is it impact on the club and is it uh, um is there is there a separation between impact on the club and skill and um playing ability as in you know um if if we briefly for example if if if, uh, maldini had ever remotely signed for us for a week on loan would he go in as of right because he's a great player Mm -hmm. or is it someone else who would um has given more to the club so I, I put my list of, of players who I felt had impact and got roundly slated and told what mm-hmm. a, mm. a, a bit like, a bit like what Ryan's going through at the moment. But anyway, <laughs> anyway. that's my caveat. I, I've gone for players who I felt uh, have had impact on the club rather than necessarily the best player, if that makes any kind of sense. That
3: is fair enough.
5: So yes.
0: my goalkeeper, and I think this will probably be a common thread here. I can't see many. Well, there might be one other choice. But anyway, David Ford with 338 starts spread over a nine-year career from 2008 to 2017. David Ford was a man mountain for much of our, our our time over the last decade. It, the wheels came off in the end, but then they do for everybody, don't they? Failure is mm. the conclusion of every uh, player and manager's career. But I think, for me, David Ford would be my choice of goalkeeper. What do you think, Ryan?
4: Um, I, yeah, like you said, it's pretty much a toss-up between two. I actually went for Jordan Archer. Did you? think I had? I'm sorry to say it, with the caveat with the caveat that it is pre-decline. But I think uh, for me, I think David Ford. Yeah, he did. He was long-standing, big player for the club. But I think Jordan Archer was it player of the season in 2016. He was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I remember especially the big save in the playoff Playoff final against Bradford, up against Billy Clark. And I think for me, the the form he showed in the season or two when we were going. To get promoted is kind of pivotal to where the club has ended the decade and uh for as good as david ford was obviously good keeper for Ireland as well for me because of that jordan archer just pips it obviously like you say went off at absolute hill yeah and kind of you know again an interesting one for worst team of the decade he can make it into both but i do think <laughs> jordan archer was one of the best keepers I've, i mean obviously i've i've seen How a lot less years in the den than you i'm 23 so, I've You're not got many to pick from. Right, okay. I that's,
3: remember, that's the, starting
4: to, that's, I remember that's, the end that's of Tony t- Warner, then at the blinkers well, I mean, between that's, David Ford. Yeah. I mean, so, there,
0: there are only two choices, in my opinion. Yeah, I years. think so too. And you've got Ford or you've got Archer. You probably will favour the one that is closest to your well, I think it's back.
4: a toss of a coin. I I do like David do Ford really a lot. Do you think but, it's that, that, that close? Do you really think it's that close? I think so. I, I think so, because I think... Archer at his best, and I think because of how the last couple seasons went, um, I think that people forget how good George and Archer was. I think people also forget that, you know, David Ford. I know Nick said he had, he had a tricky patch towards the end, he had a tricky patch in the middle as well, where Kenny Jackett had to drop him for Milden Hall. We brought in Mike Taylor for a bit. I think he had a lot of going on, it did make a him a better much keeper. better keeper. And he came back, and I think he, he should have won Ireland's player of the year when Robbie yes. Keane got his 50th goal, whatever it was, for the country, and he was kind of robbed of that. And David Ford was excellent, especially in the dressing room. But, yeah, I just think for the for the League One season and the promotion under Harris, Jordan Archer was, was kind of pivotal to rebuilding that. Who are you so, go for, Harry? Who's your I player? am going
3: for one David Ford. Main reason is that... I never knew he was Spanish. David Ford? <laughs> one, one David Ford. <laughs> one, one David Ford. Uh, yes, one David Ford. Um, I, I simply thought, I mean, other than the... Uh, the two first appearances at Wembley for David Ford, where the uh, scum foot game, I think he was culpable for one of the goals, in my opinion. Mm. You still won't change that for me. Uh, the first one from Hooper. Um, the, you know, um, and then when we went and uh, played Swindon in the last minute, he nearly palmed a, a mm. tame shot into the net. Yeah. He seemed to generally care, which I think is sometimes your strength at Millwall and also can be a failure that we Sometimes when players care, we care about them more and the quicker to yeah. sag them off when they're not performing. Um, the reason that I won't pick Jordan Archer is I will stand by the statement I have said on this show before. He ruined my dreams and anyone that ruins <laughs> my dreams can go and fuck off. Um no. I, I and think, I the think main that's reason fair that, enough, to be honest. I think the main reason that uh, Jordan Archer, for me, won't be in my team of the decade he might be in my worst team of the decade he's simply that I think people worked him out I think people worked out that within the area he was a great reactionary goalkeeper a great shot stopper in the sense of of stuff close into him but if you were outside the box and you took a pop shot Jordan can't see past the edge of his own 18 yard box. so Mm. you, you scored that was basically what happened so David Ford, I mean, I think there's, there's still clips online of great double saves on Sky and so on. And, yeah, for on his day, David Ford was a top-level Premier League goalkeeper, let alone a top-level championship goalkeeper. And, again, yeah. I think maybe with better signings, maybe, you know, uh, Michael's not here, so he won't bear out uh, Well, Michael, Michael, saying this.
0: Michael is, is here from beyond... Beyond the, oh, the realms is. of the
3: record, so uh, when, he, when, will, he will not like me saying the words that with a better manager than Kenny Jackett, we may have <laughs> taken the next to the Premier League a bit earlier with David Ford in goal. In fact, hmm. we'll, swi-
0: we'll switch over to uh, Michael and and um, Mike's recordings now. So um, we'll just cut away for that, and then when we come back, Mr. Speaker John Burko, Aaron Paul will run us along to the defender right position.
6: Well, at time of recording, good morning, listeners. Uh, This is the team of the decade from your Dalwinton Club Shop, Extraordinaire, Uh, Mr. Michael Avery here for um, Acton Millwall uh, Real Fan Show. So it's a little bit of a trip down memory lane um, and i will explain some of the choices i have obviously for those who wonder why i didn't choose steve mildenhall over my choice in golf, for example so for number one it will have to be um, mr david ford i think bielski or Biakowski or wherever we want to call him is doing fantastically well so far but his three months doesn't really translate as well to the months that we had 40 and the years we had 40 should i say with David Ford, um, he obviously had his fall from grace, but I feel that was a lot more to do with uh, experience and his age rather than um, you know his actual ability. You know, He was getting a bit older and there was a young whippersnapper waiting to come in. So David Ford, fantastic servant for the club over you know hundreds of appearances for us. Been promoted with us, made FA Cup semi-finals, and famously uh, broke the law by smoking a cigar in the change room at Wembley with Mr. Bellissimo.
7: Yes, hello listeners. This is my uh, Millwall team of the decade. Uh, gone for obviously a four-four-two. In goal, David Ford. Uh, I don't think you look past forty. Um, an honorary mention perhaps for Jordan Archer. Did win Player of the Season one year. Ultimately, his his Millwall career was more more negatives than positives.
5: Achtung, Millwall!
2: There you have it. Goalkeeper is done. Uh, let's go to right back, Nick Hart.
0: Nick Hart. Oh, this was a wrestle. This one was a. This one was um, it goes back to my um, philosophical wrestlings. Um, I, I, I was the the cued laughter. I was, I was trying to um, wrestle between Alan Dunn and Marlon Romeo in terms of um, impact on the decade. Um, I think I went with Romeo for um, his talent in the end, um, although, <laughs> rather than Dunn's commitment. and um, Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I take the point that you're making there, Harry. Uh, um, a lot of people slag off Alan Dunn, but he was a committed Millwall Lion through and through. Talk about his skill levels, but 348 appearances, chaps. Um I I saw a a post early on from Tony Monday um, saying just because you play a lot don't make it great. But if we're going to wrestle with the concept of team of a decade and contribution to the club, then it probably ought to be Dunny. But I've gone with Marlon via that long-winded speech. Marlon Romeo for me.
3: Harold, let's go for you, mate. Alan Dunn. Many came, many failed. The amount of players turned up to replace him on loan and the amount of people he saw off, the fact that he called one of the people I sit with a space cadet on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, he is, without a doubt, a character, and I think a, ca- a character at Mill is loved or hated and, in equal measure. And hated, in measure.
5: Yeah, yep. that's
3: it. Yep. Um, I think what the, there are standout Dunny performances, I mean, he kept Wilf Sahar so quiet in their promotion season. Oh, I mean, the, I the
4: game he came off crying, didn't he? Yeah, yeah because yeah. he was so
3: abused by Alan Dunn.
4: Um, <laughs> never fully the recovered. dark
3: arts, never fully recovered. I mean, Man, Man United, he must have had pictures of Alan Dunn on his wall. I think that's the only reason why he <laughs> performed at Man United. Um, yeah, I, I'd pick Dunny. I think Romeo is a much better player. <laughs> and I think Romeo... You know he's showing that now under Gary Rowlett, but if we're going by the team of the decade, I'd say for more than half the decade, Alan Dunn was ever present in Mills back four, and I would give it to him solely on that. I mean, as well, there was, I think, on the promotion season, he scored a 30 yard half volley in the last minute away at Walsall. I think it was, I was he, but... he scored a few, then he scored in the uh the, the FA Cup runs in the semi finals. Some, I think was, you might have got one there, maybe.
0: Was it a Blackburn? I can't remember now, But it's he, he, 23 goals, just looking at his record here. I've got it written in front
4: of me. Mm. Three hundred and forty appearances, He didn't score goals. many
3: tappings. Let's put it that way, did he? No. Was never, he
4: was no, he, he did pop yards. up with one from the edge of the box, yeah, quite regularly. Who are you taking, Ryan? There's your choice at right back. So I, I've gone for Marlon Romeo as well. I think it was much... Let, probably tighter than the the goalkeeper position, or maybe as tight as the goalkeeper position. i think like you're saying about alan dunn is the number of appearances and this one yeah. you mentioned the tweet from tony on twitter where i kind of agree where alan dunn he did make a lot of appearances and he did contribute a lot for the club but i think as a player marlon romeo for me is it edges it and i think you think he, he he's what 24 now I'm just looking, he's played 130 times for the club since making his debut in 2015. He's been around a while, started as a young player, and I can't remember too many real players I've been as excited about to see come into the team, especially no, when he did in no. round one. I think the relegation kind of was a good time for him to come in. It was a good time for Harris to try and bed in some youngsters, and out of the lot of, you know, the John Marcuses of the day, the uh, you know, Fred Demo's moved on, Marlon's held his place, and like you, like Harry was saying, Val and Dunn, people have come in and tried to replace him. We've similarly done that with Romeo, and he keeps fighting back. You know, he he got Connor McLaughlin out of the team and back, from the degree gained his place. McCarthy mm. hasn't been able to take his place yet. I think for the five years that we've had from Romeo, he's uh, he's been really good. And what a tackle. What,
0: what so we're recording this the day after the game uh, yesterday against Newton. What a tackle to start the move off. Which um led to the, uh, the, 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 the Mahoney goal. Goal. Yes.
3: goal, wasn't it? Was no, amazing. exactly. Yeah, I was only going to say, I think, in a, in a sense, there needs to be an honourable mention for uh, Carlos Edwards, um, basically, because Carlos Edwards showed what a right-back could be. Very one season Very skillful um, player. Overlapping fullback compared to Alan Dunn's meat and two veg type of defender yeah. versus <laughs> this continental overlapping fullback. And Carlos Edwards was a good servant for you. Continental. He was from Trinidad, day. mate. Well, that's
2: that's, cont- that's on player another player continent. It? That's very, another skillful,
0: very skillful. Very skillful fullback. So mm-hmm. um, we'll, we'll have a quick listen to to uh, Mike and Michael's choices, and then. When we come back, we move on to the central defensive positions of Aaron Paul.
6: So at right back, I am going to go with Mr. Alan Dunn. Now, Alan Dunn, in my eyes, is arguably probably one of the best defenders that's played in the division over the past 10 years, let alone for Millwall. Um, I remember times with Delta Rat, Zaha Balassi, Fabian Delf. Jermaine Beckford, some of these phenomenal players who were meant to be the next big thing. Alan Dunn made them look extremely ordinary, and he did it with a lot of ease. We know he had a bit of a temper tantrum, and we know he was a bit hot and cold and could have been a bit of a boo-boy, but I think for overall ability at right-back, and then obviously later on in his career when he went to centre-back, he did a good enough job. And uh, he also had the unfortunate job of promoting a mill book while at Leighton Orient, which is always quite a funny one.
7: Uh, at right back, Marlon Romeo. Um, I think he's a fantastic right back. Was actually at his debut at Walsall away when he scored scored a goal on his debut. He was fantastic. We were wondering where he came from at the time. Um, I mean, honorary mentions again. I suppose for Alan Dunn, um, who, you know, was very much a a, a kind of ever-present Millwall player, um, always there. But I think from ability-wise, Romeo.
5: Uh,
2: let's head now into the heart of defence and we'll take these as a two. Please so your ultimate 2010 to 2019 pairing chaps. Uh,
0: Paul Robinson um, for his, his length oh. of appearance
4: and Jake Cooper for me in
7: central defence.
4: Interesting, yeah. Who are you going for, Ron? I have actually gone for the exact same as you. Paul Robinson starting the decade off with the goal in the playoff final and I think Jake Cooper is the best centre-back we've had in the decade. It was Hutchinson and Beavers were like my backup. They were yeah. close, but for, for me, Paul, Paul Robinson and
2: Jake. There was a Cooper. wrestle
0: with Hutchinson for me, but Jake yeah. got it. What, what about you, Harry? Who are you going to go for, mate?
3: Hutchinson and Cooper. Mm. Uh, really, in central defence? Just
2: basically yeah. the
3: absolute rock solid back four calls to, to build that promotion block on. Jake Cooper was immense when he came in, got rid of Beavers, basically, Beavers. Admittedly wanted to leave the club, but Cooper obviously has forced him out. Hutchinson at his best, which he's looking like he's back to. As I said before, I've said it on, on digital radio in a previous life. They Ooh. are the best two centre-halves in this division when they're together as a mm. pair, playing well. And, and you know, Gary Rowlett it must think that, because they're still there.
4: Mm. Probably, There's probably
3: not. He did, in a partnership
2: like that a real element of telepathy needed and you, you've got to say, they've got that. On the side now, Nick, no. when are our Jake Cooper t-shirts coming out? Because we've had a sample. <laughs> <laughs> just, oh, no, no, just Do you like your uh, uh,
3: sample, mate?
2: mate it's, sick. it's so good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to work on that as a fundraiser or something. Um, we'll, we'll, I can't imagine there being much dispute over Robinson, Cooper, Hutchinson kind of permutations. We'll have a quick listen to Michael and Mike's uh, takes on that and then we'll come back with Defender Left after... We've heard from the two chaps.
6: Now for the centre-half pairing, on the right-hand side, I've gone for a Mr. Paul Robinson, who's now with the coaching staff. There's not really anyone else when he was first given the armband as a young kid. I think under Spackman, that kind of era, Donaghy time, it was uh, there was a few eyebrows raised, but he proved to be one of the best Millwall defenders that we've had in a long, long time. Obviously, we won't put him in the calibre of the kitchen as Crips, etc. But he's uh, certainly a player who's fondly remembered and uh, just seeing a reaction when he rejoined the club was something um, you know that everyone was happy to see. Um, he's left-hand side, centre-half pairing. Now, the club chose Danny Shittu here and I originally um, wrote another Peckham Beckham, as they like to call him, but I scrubbed that out, and I've gone from Mark Beavers. Now, Mark Beavers is a player who um, I think was incredibly underrated at Millwall. You know, another one who, when he started his career at the at the Den, you know, on loan, he looked pretty good, pretty steady. It sort of fell away a little bit, but then he really picked himself up. And let's be honest as well, the only reason why he left Millwall was uh, for family commitments. He he didn't leave because he had to fall out of the club. He didn't do the Dave Martin, um, the. First, Dave Martin of um, insulting the entire squad and then putting it in print by Michael Calvin. Um, but he just went, family commitments, saw out his contract and, and that was it. But a very steady centre-half. When we got relegated from the Championship, he stayed for those couple of years and then the uh, and then he uh, helped us get promoted
7: again. So, a good steady defender in Mark Beavers. Uh, Paul Robinson, Millwall captain at centre-half. I don't think you can pick anyone else. I was interested to see Danny Shittu picked as well as uh, from the mill uh, poll, uh, but I've gone for Mark Beavers who I think was um one of the first names on the team sheets during his uh, reign as a mill player I think Shittu was a bit of a cult hero um but I'll never forget when he ditched us for QPR and then and then ended up uh, crawling back um to us as well
5: Achtung Mehlball, Mehlball
2: lovely stuff chaps let's head now to left back Uh, if you're if you're drinking tea or if you've got
0: beer in your mouth then get ready to spray in all directions (laughs) because i can't see my way past tony craig at left back i think he's an iconic figure at the club um over 300 appearances and a member of both playoff winning sides
4: tony craig i will bet you, Ron. Yeah, again, I've gone for the same as you. It's, it's a, looking through who we've had there in the, the decade. It's been a problem position for 10 years that we haven't quite got right. But I've gone for Craig as well. He was, like you said, both playoffs, massive leader. I looked, when I was looking up, actually, he was captain in the playoff final under Harris. Yep. And that season, he played 57 games that season, which was his most in a professional season at his age. And that's insane for his age and the injuries he'd suffered before. And, yeah, he's just a typical Millwall leader. And I think you can't really look past him at left back. What about
3: you, Harry? What are you, are you taking for left back? It's a clean sweep for Mr. Tony Craig. Here
4: yeah. we are. We,
3: we were going to get one. I'm, hey, I'm sorry.
2: No, everyone forgot Scott Malone.
3: No, Scott Malone. That not good. Not nah, mention. It is. The balloon shot that beat Rob Green that got us a point away at QPR in the last minute. Yes. Um,
2: good you know, left I, back. Good left back. Um, see, in what why, way? Why, his biggest <laughs> score defending. He's really good going forward. From yeah. the halfway line up, he's actually brilliant. Defending, oh, mate, people can turn him inside out. Yeah, I've had think... a few of them.
3: But we'll, save <laughs> them for, we'll save them for the worst team of the decade. The left back's fucking brilliant for the worst team of the decade, Justice.
0: Absolutely. Let's have a quick listen to Michael and Mike on the left back position, then we'll come back in midfield where I think maybe one or two choose themselves and one or two are quite difficult. So.
6: We're back with midfield right. Left-back is going to have to be TC. Nobody else, Tony Craig. Uh, Scott Barron is someone who sort of forced his way in during Craig's time. And obviously we had players like Whitbread and Frampton as well prior to 2010. But like Danny, he was a player who... You Could always rely on who was always, um, putting 100% when he put in the Millwall shirt, but also more importantly, as well, every time a manager signed a new defender to take his place, he ended up outlasting that defender. He came back three or four times in his career at Millwall, and I think if he we got relegated or he found a new pair of knees and um, a new set of lungs, he'd probably re sign again. That's how much he loves the club. So, Tony Craig for me,
7: um, Tony Craig at left back could have picked at centre half, I suppose. Um, Craigie, a fantastic player in League One, perhaps didn't make it in the Championship, but very much a, a warrior, um, and again a, another captain of the club um, who uh, who who we have some great memories of.
5: Achtung, uh,
7: Yeah,
2: no holding midfielders, no number tens, none of that rubbish. No, look, look. a flat midfield four. So let's go straight uh, for uh, for the right hand side of midfield, the winger. Jed Wallace. Jed Wallace, the most attractive
0: player, creative player I've seen then in a long time. He's developed because he wasn't always so, but this season, for his work on the field this season, I, I can't see past Jed. Ryan?
4: Yeah, I'm second in that. Like you said, uh, obviously seen his best this year, but his commitment and everything for the club while he's been here can't really fault it, looking like he's going to end up being our record sale as well. I think it's hard to argue that he's probably one of the players of the decade as well. What about you, Harry? Uh,
3: that's another clean sweep. I would mention James Henry, but I think he was on on his day free five winger yes, he was, he was, a strong, it was, was
0: he, he was a strong winger, but it, it was it was that as you just said it was it was it was good every so often whereas you know, the worst I can say about Jed is he, he sometimes overcommits and almost stretches his talent to try and carry the team, um, which is, you know, no no sin, but that, that's that's the only criticism I'd make. But that seems to be developing away at the moment because of the work we've carried around We'll have a quick listen to the two boys and then we'll come back into central midfield. Do it at two.
6: Now, the midfield. On the right hand side, it has to be Jed Wallace for me. Now, I know there's been talk um, on previous actor Millwall shows, um, the likes of James Henry as well. And uh, I, I remember Harry San on a previous show about poor, I feel Christoph Kinney has been mentioned. But for me, I think in the last decade, certainly, it's Jed Wallace on the right hand side, of nobody else. He's just a phenomenal player, phenomenal talent. And um, unlike most Millwall wingers, we've had um, one, he can't cross. But he uh, he does cut inside and he does have a go. So even though he's right-hand side midfield, it's more of a free reign role.
7: Into midfield. Now Jed Wallace at right midfield. I think a very easy choice. Uh, the only other player perhaps, uh, James Henry, who had a lot of ability, but we didn't see it all the time. I think um, Jed is comfortably in there. Uh, and probably the best player we've seen actually uh, over 10 years.
5: Achtung,
2: there you go. Thank you very much, chaps. Let's go straight into central midfield and uh, your midfield partnership. I mean, this is, again, it's like telepathy. It's like them two up front, them two down the middle as well. are so, so important. Nick, who have you gone for?
0: Mr. Jimmy Abdu, Najim Abdu, um, twice player of the season, um, 305 of appearances. And Mr. Sean Williams, um, who's been around since 2014. I didn't realise he'd been at the club that long. Big fan of him. Um, a great player. That's that's a strong midfield. Jimmy Abdul mm. and Sean Williams.
2: Yeah.
4: Mine? Well, I've also gone for Abdul. Like I said, twice Player of the Season. The only player in a decade to do it as well. Yeah. Um, I've gone for George Stavell next to him, okay. purely because. Yep. Yeah, because I think the the season he had with us, where he was banging in his goals, for me is probably one of the best players I've seen at Millwall this decade. Yeah. I think in terms of quality. And in terms of, and I genuinely think actually as a team, him next to Abdu would be absolutely fantastic working together. Williams was a close shout purely for his long service. Mm. But um, I think Saville is, in terms of quality of players we've had, I don't think there's many that do much better than him.
3: That's an interesting choice. Who are you going to go for, Harry midfield? I'm going to go for Jimmy Abdu. Mm-hmm. And I'm going for young Ben Thompson. Thompson was a good choice. Mainly, the reason for Thompson is that Thompson last season kept us in this division.
4: With mm, he did,
3: coming back. And what he promises to be and what he actually means to the club. Mm. His, his story in itself mm. represented everything that was right with the Neil Harris reign. The trusting yeah. players that cared for the club. The small, sort of close-knit ability. And Jimmy Abdul, as you said, to, sort of talks for himself the goal at Ellen Road obviously in the wrong decade but uh, built the legend and from now I mean to be in both promote was he in both promoted sides was he in both uh, uh, yeah road? he would um, yeah. yeah he would have yeah, been, he would been. He was he been a squad
4: yeah. player when we got promoted second time but also actually what you're saying with Ben Thompson is people forget that I know he went out on loan as we came back in the championship but he was a big part of the promotion season like he started the playoff final against Bradford and he yeah. played quite a lot of games that year it's just that Harris thought he wasn't able to make the step up quite yet so he sent him out on loan so Even, like you're saying, coming back and keeping us up, he had a big role in actually getting us back up to the championship as well.
0: That's a good call in that case. So let's have a quick listen to Mike and Michael on the same subject, and then we'll come back with the, for me, far more problematic
6: left-sided midfield role. Now, the centre-half, or centre-half, should I say, centre-midfield, should I say, for me, um, is one, Tamika McCandlewire. Now, anyone who knows me or sees my random... Tweets that I put out. Uh, Tamika MakandaWire is possibly the best player I ever saw play for Millwall. Now I know some of you might sort of spit your uh, your caramel lattes out or whatever it is that you're drinking at the moment, but I don't think I saw a player who felt me who filled me with as much confidence, as much belief. As, as just as much ease on the ball as wire and considering that he was um, a player who came from Hereford and Leighton Orient as a defender, and he signed as a midfielder. He's a great, great player. Jimmy Abdu will be partnering him in the centre midfield as well. Um, a wonderful player, Jimmy Abdu, over a long period at Millwall and also done the selfish decision of purposely loaning himself out so that Ben Thompson can progress. And on the left-hand side, where we've not been graced, and I've had to Wikipedia an awful lot of squads um, for this, but one player that comes to mind is Danny Schofield. Um, the left-hand midfield player who doesn't like to get his uh, boots dirty with paint on them, but again, I like him. Good, steady, steady pro.
7: Um, Jimmy Abdu, central midfield again, a lot of uh, you know, limited ability, but um almost Millwall's um Ingolo Cante, I would say. Um, you know, full of full of energy uh, and a fantastic man and um, a real legend of the club. Um alongside him I've gone for Sean Williams, I think overall. Um he's been, you know, a very good player for us, although he's slowed down in recent years. I think when we signed him he was Fantastic and brought creativity to the central midfield. Again, interested to see the uh, Mill FC Twitter uh, announce George Savile, who uh, you know had only had one season with us, albeit a couple of loans as well. Uh, and I think uh, I think Williams should should be in there over Savile, certainly.
2: Yeah, thank you very much, Scalak and Dale Winton. Appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Input. Let's head now to left side of midfield, the flanker, uh, the tradition the number 11. Um, Chaps, I'm really interested to hear what you've got here. I I, I really struggled.
0: If I'm going to be mm. honest with the, with the listeners and, and with the, the... Group of trusted friends I've got to lay out around me. I struggled with left-sided midfield because I looked and I looked. I didn't see any standout um, names. Um, the best player, the best player. And I've not named him here, but the best player when he was on form, off whatever he was on, and leading a clean lifestyle as far as we understand, it was Ben Marshall um, mm. in terms of ability. But I couldn't. He wouldn't put him anywhere close to a team of a decade. Um, I, I went just purely on emotional grounds i went to shane ferguson because i just like his story of mm-hmm. making a making a comeback from the wilderness and people took the, the the piss out of me badly for naming him and you get slaughtered online for saying these things but i don't give a shit shane ferguson for me on the left side of midfield mm-hmm. what about you ryan what are you going to take me
4: well much like you i found it really hard and again like your issue with picking marshall i would have I thought Andros Townsend. The 11 games we had him, we had with yeah. him were, yeah. we were yeah. fantastic. Yeah. But I struggled with this one as well. I put James Henry on the left. I actually okay. mentioned earlier. I think him and Wallace. You know, it's you. You're putting this team together. You can kind of move them around. Obviously, mainly play on the right. But I think we had a, we had him for a long time. He was Jacket's kind of main man. And like you say, he was inconsistent. But on his day, he was a really, really good Millwall player. So I've got him out on the left. Interesting choice, Harry. Did you did you take mate? It's a difficult one. I thought.
3: Well, I was thinking. I've, I've just changed my mind as I'm thinking here. I was going to go with Danny Schofield. Um, yeah, but, yeah, a good choice. Uh, too. But I've changed my mind. Is there a because it's such a difficult position, mm. and we seemingly always end up plugging it with someone that doesn't really does n- doesn't really play there. Mm. Is there not a better um, candidate for a position that we can't fill than <laughs> Nathan O'Brien? That is Nathan O'Brien has played there. Accurate. His Watch entire him. career, even though he's not a left midfielder, <laughs> scores goals from left midfielder despite being a striker, goes missing for 45 to 50 minutes and then scores. Um,
0: that is actually a great yeah. choice. Um, yeah. because yeah. He's actually been at the club a long time. I, I was surprised when I did this list earlier. He's got right. his tenure, I think he's got his testimonial. Yeah. This how, he, how has, long, he, he, he has. He has. How long some of these names have been knocking around? And Aiden O'Brien has been here a long time. Yeah, um, I
4: think that's, that's not the worst shout in the world, to be fair. You've got a centre back at left back and a Aiden O'Brien at left mid really does sum up a mill team of the decade, really.
0: And he, he, for me, he actually ticks the boxes of contribution, like I said at the start of the conversation. Mm. And 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 in my opinion, my humble, I think he's got ability. I think he's got it. Yeah. I think he's got he's got something that can be developed. So
4: he's, he's popped up with decent goals, important goals over his time as well. So that's
0: actually yeah. a, great, a great choice, Harry. I think. I think good you, work, Harold. Good work on that one, mate. Let's have a quick listen to Mikey, what they went to. And then we'll come back with the front two afterwards.
7: Left midfield, the, I suppose, cursed position uh, over the last 10 years. No one's really held it down. Um, so I went for Martin Walford. Um, I think he spent two seasons with us. Um, certainly one season of those, he was. Excellent in a very poor side. Um, honorary mention for Danny Schofield, although he was only here for a, a year, I think, in this decade. So I couldn't pick him. And difficult not to pick Shane Ferguson. But I suppose, where, where do you do? Is he a left back? Is he a left midfielder? But I've got Wolford overall.
5: Achtung, Milwain. There you go. Thank
7: you, uh,
2: chaps, for your midfield contributions. Now, as a pairing... Um, I want I want your top two. I want your front men. I mean, there's been some brilliant ones over the years. Um yep. so it's it's gonna be tough, but Nick, let's go. Front two,
0: Steve Morrison. I I think he, he picks himself in any team in a decade. Um I went with I, I struggled with between his partner in crime, Lee Gregory, <clears throat> but my choice is a man at the very start of the decade and went on to manage us and pull us out of trouble. That's Neil Harris. Sorry. Sorry um it's strictly not a playing contribution over the 10-year period but i can't think of anyone else anyone else really in my time has had such a great impact mm. as a player and then a manager so neil harrison steve morrison up front mm. ryan oh, i think
4: for? i think um for me steve morrison lee gregory are the the front two mm. they uh like you said steve morrison i think steve morrison really is the player the Millwall player of the decade I think from hard the degree. beginning yeah, the degree. beginning of the decade to the end, obviously without us for a few years in between, but from taking us to League One twice, he is without a doubt summed up Millwall, had a you know, difficult relationship at the time with the Millwall fans, but he sums up the club coming from non-league and his attitude and his work great. And I think Lee Gregory as well, an absolute cult hero now, working his way up from non-league. The only, only positive light really you can look at from Holloway's time and completely <laughs> transformed as a player, <laughs> and I think by the time he left, the the emotion, considering he wasn't at Millwall for ages, what four, 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 five years in the end, and by the time he left, the the sort of emotion that was in that from him and the fans, I think I'll, I'll put him up there with Steve Morrison, and the two together. I mean, when the two of them together, there was no one better in the league, in at least in League One when we were there. As are a combination, you take, are you taking Harry up front?
3: Morrison and Gregory, what fifty odd goals in two seasons in League One. Mm. unbelievable yeah. best strike, uh, strike partnership I've seen especially in the decade maybe you could argue that Aris and Claridge or Sadia and Claridge were better in my mm. time of going but I, I think I agreed Neil Aris in terms of um, contribution to the club but I think he would have only played like 40 games or something like that in a decade so yeah it'd be my manager of the side yeah um, so I, I will happily put uh, Morrison who is a miserable fucker but really, the ones who <laughs> fell out of him. Have a look at yourself. He, it's all tongue-in-cheek. He's yeah. really and how, how, and very, Greg, how very Millwall, though, no, Harry? How yeah, very it's Millwall. very Millwall. And Gregory, no. at the end of the day, as an you know, for 250 grand, destroyed under Holloway, basically, left out to be the scapegoat, replaced by possible Millwall worst team of the decade strike partners Um Harry. to then be rebuilt under... Uh, Neil Harris and basically got backfiring and basically has made a career for himself again because there was a possibility how bad he was in that championship relegation season that he might have been bombed back to non-league because he was fucking dreadful but changed his career completely under Neil Harris to be honest. Yeah
4: and I think that's credit to Gregory as well to be honest like you say like making a step up from part-time non-league play into the second flight of English football. To then bounce back from that is that's an incredible work rate and incredible attitude, and I think it does sum up Mill, what Mill are looking for in a player.
0: Have a quick <laughs> listen to Michael and Mike's, and then I suppose Aaron, we can we can, um, have a go at the uh, the poor Millwall eleven for the decade if if you fancy it, mate. <laughs>
6: <laughs> and the top two up front, it has to be really there, there's no one else. I know the club uh, put Neil Harris in there through fan suggestion, and, and good for them. Um, and good for the fans we vote for him. Fair play, the majority speaks. Um, But for me, it is Steve Morrison and Lee Gregory. I mean, their partnership's formidable um, in League One. And when we got promoted back to the Championship, you know, for that first season back, Steve Morrison was a bit leggy, but again, a phenomenal partnership that just seemed to work, seemed to tick, and they got on very well. Um, Substitute bench will be Ben Thompson, Jordan Archer, Liam Trotter, Darren Ward, Harry Kane, and the manager will be the one, the only, Kenny Jacket.
7: Up front, um, the formidable partnership of Lee Gregory and Steve Morrison. Uh, No Neil Harris. Um, If you remember, he actually left in 2011, so I thought it would be fair to have our main ever-present partnership in Lee Gregory and Steve Morrison. Um, Many happy memories over the years um, in this decade you know the playoff final goal against Bradford linking up together and uh, and a lethal or league one partnership um and as well into the championship as well um and uh yeah many, many happy memories but um there's my team of the decade uh, no space for Jerry Scallack unfortunately um perhaps he will be in my next year uh, team of the
5: decade we will see Achtung Mehlball
4: Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness.
6: Bombas. Big comfort
4: for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST.
2: (laughs) There you go. There is our Milwaukee team of the decade. Teams of the decade. Um, Now, I mean... There's no easy way to put this, but I had an idea of doing a shit team of the decade um, and <laughs> something quite big. I never realised how big it turned. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you want to do this, Nick. I, I really don't know how you want to do this, but. What well, I yeah. thought we could do it, do it the same style, because Michael did do his, his crap
0: team of the, of the year. And I thought, well, everyone actually has got their own views on this. I, I, I know i I've knocked out one on online earlier on, and people are reacting to that. And I'm sure Harry and Ryan can also want to contribute to the. Can we have subs for this, There's more than 11 players. All <laughs> right, up.
2: let's okay. go.
0: Millwall goal- shit team of the decade. Nick Hart,
2: let's go. Goalkeeper.
0: Goal- goalkeeper. Stephen Bywater. Stephen Bywater in goal for me.
4: What about
2: Fair you, enough. Ryan? I'll Who did Warren? you
4: choose? Uh, I'll be going for Jordan Archer. Ooh. Um, <laughs> from the best team to the worst team. Yeah, I think I think it speaks volumes to his career, uh, to his middle career, that he should fittingly make both teams. To be honest. Okay. It was <laughs> at the heights, it was that good, and at the lows, it was that worse.
0: What, what about, about you, bad? Harry? Who are you going to go for goal in, in Is your poorest
3: goalkeeper of the decade? Golden Archer, twenty-one <laughs> goals. <laughs> twenty-one goals conceded from outside the box. In the season where we finished eighth, that man has the Millwalls Premier League future in his hands and he chucks twenty-one shots inside the book. There's only two clips, there's only two positive clips on Sunderland till I die. Both of them include Jordan Archer.
4: The worst the worst display of goalkeeping in, in any match from that, for both Sunderland and Millwalls Sunderland. Sunderland. keeper. Poor old Jules. We'll, we'll, I've got a, um, Michael's
6: list so we'll cut that in. So the alternate team of the decade, or as Mr. Hart has so articulately put to me, um, the shit team of the decade, um, are one to eleven with a honourable mention sub bench. So our first. Uh, our first choice, should I say, is our goalkeeper, Mr Stephen Bywater. So Stephen Bywater was a man due to his previous connections, uh, should not have even been allowed to be in the SE 16, let alone on the pitch in Zampa Road. It was a time at Millwall when we desperately needed a rebuild. We needed some good, steady players to sort of re-establish us after the sort of trouble we had with the low mess days and everything like that. So to sign a goalkeeper who didn't really care much for Millwall, who didn't really care much for anything to do um, apart from picking up a pan note wasn't the best signing and even when he came to fill in occasionally for a uh, goalkeeper was injured or suspended he really didn't cut the mustard so Stephen Barwell for me Achtung. um
5: the
0: goalkeeper so two for jordan i think jordan archer probably wins it on, on democratic yeah,
5: jordan
0: basis jordan archer there. uh let's go to right back i chose one justin hoyt who um, was here One's for two seconds. Spaniards.
4: <laughs> yeah, I know. You did. I never knew we had Mom's that many
0: Spanish players. Hey, I've well, definitely he was...
3: picked a Spaniard in mine.
0: Don't worry, mate. It. it will get to him. Just, Justin Hoyt came to us. I think you played for Arsenal in the past, Justin? Yeah, White. yeah. He, he had, yeah. Had... And um, came to us from Middlesbrough. I stayed for two seasons and basically did nothing in those in those two years. So um, for me, right back. I mean, there's, there's there's a load of choice here, and I you know I I, I take the point that we we've got a too many memories of to go too through. Many, but, but I've chosen Justin at right back. Who, who, who did you go for, Ryan? And right right back. Uh, right back.
4: I'm going for Jack Smith, if anybody remembers me. <laughs> <you. laughs> I what, what, absolutely what, what, hated him. Uh, willing,
0: what honest Jack.
4: <laughs> average player to put in I know. Side. <laughs> and purely because of that, I thought, <laughs> I just I, time. whenever he played, I thought he was. Atrocious. I just couldn't stand him being in the team. When he was keeping out Alan Dunn, who he was basically a carbon copy of, what? I could not understand the point of him being in the club, let in the team. You've just
3: taken an affliction to Jack Smith. It's all this is about. It's not even about oh, your look, worst team of the decade. Look, it's just
4: this you is, don't like him. This is all opinion based. It's fine.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
3: Honest Jack
0: don't get in, it doesn't get into Ryan's team. What about you? Harry? How are you going to go for? Your worst right back of the
3: decade. Right? Uh, it's got a okay. game. Well, I was going to pick Richard Duffy, um, oh, but grinded. it turns out yeah. that he had 11, 11 appearances. But unfortunately, I are in two thousand and nine, so we can't count. So, uh, but he's a
0: good, a good, he's a good, call, good call. But anyway, yeah, not, no, not in the decade. worst
3: football player I've ever seen until I saw some of the others on this list. <laughs> um, so, Justin White is, Justin. Uh, is going to be for me mainly for the fact that the man sat there probably smoking a large Cuban. going <laughs> I don't fancy it today. For two years.
6: Wage, yes. beef. Wage two.
2: Right. Are we going to are we going to meet uh Michael Wavery?
3: We'll do Michaels
0: and then we'll come back to central defenders after Michaels.
6: Uh right back is Mr. Justin Hoyt, um a player who, due to his experiences with um Arsenal and Middlesbrough, seemed like a good stellar signing for Millwall. But as we know, as soon as he arrived in South London, he was probably just thinking, how quick can I get out of here? We signed him on loan. I think he only played about six or seven games for us during that time, all of which were absolute rubbish. And uh, when we wanted to try and send him back, we were unfortunately told that the loan deal that was signed had a, he has to sign on a permanent basis deal to it, which is always a wonderful piece of business. And uh, I do believe it was Mr. Holloway who said later in the same sentence, he'll never play for Millwall again. So it's always good signing a player on an 18 month, two year deal and you're never gonna play him. So he sent a half partner alongside him is Mr. Darren Purse. Now, Darren Purse was a player who had a lot of championship experience, but the problem was he had so much experience because he was so old and past it. Um, no disrespect, Darren Purse. I'm sure you're a lovely fella. Um, he came to Millwall at the wrong time for me. He uh, he did try his hardest, and he did try to put in a shift, but he was never going to dislodge uh, Paul Robinson or the Darren Wall, those type of players, Danny Shihou. Um And I think what summed up his Millwall career best was the time he kicked the back of his own leg and fell over, allowing the centre forward to score. After that, I don't think he ever played for Millwall again. And I believe that was actually against Tottenham friendly, but I may be mistaken. Carly Osborne is alongside him in the middle of the back four. Uh, Carly Osborne was a player who eyesbrows were raised when we signed him, not because it was an interesting signing, it was because we'd never heard of the bloke. Um, a player, I think, who we plucked from non-league and only played a handful of games for us, and that was only in the League Cup and FA Cup, I believe. Very, very actual League Championship action from Carly Osborne. He got loaned out, and uh, I believe he's somewhere in League 2 at the moment, or possibly in the conference, but Carly Osborne sent a half.
5: Achtung, Mehlballen.
2: Yeah, cheers, Mickey Avery. Let's go for your centre half, Nick.
0: Sean Derry and I got told off for choosing Carly Osborne, but I stand by Carly Osborne and Sean Derry is my two poorest central defenders of the of the decade. Sean Derry was very much at the end of his career Not looked like was carrying as much weight round the middle as I do these days. And mm. I think I might even beat him for pace. So <laughs> um, Sean Derry, Carly Osborne, who are you going to go for, everyone?
4: Yeah, I'm probably going to go for a pair of Sean's in Sean Derry and Sean Saint Ledger. Saint Ledger, ledge. Yeah, ledge. I thought I I fancied Sean, Not fancied it, but I, I thought he was quite a decent <laughs> player before he came to Millwall. Yeah, I don't know if we were getting him at the end or what, and he just let me down. Then Shaun Derry was attitude. attitude. Yeah, I think is that's the problem. mate. He came from think, Leicester, uh,
2: didn't he? Come from Leicester? He, yeah, he, from Leicester. He, 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 he. Mate, this geez was moving around like fucking a, a monopoly piece on a board, yeah, everywhere you name it. Terrible attitude. I remember he played, um, the for Derby as well, yeah, I think for a he time, a He was a borough for a while, but he come. he, he went he came to the youth academy at posh and there's actually a program, uh, Big Ron Manager aired in 2005 and he just absolutely just chucks his weight around and. Uh. and Barry Fires honest with him, just go ledge. I need you to play. I'm selling you tomorrow. You know what I mean? And he was just his attitude was just abysmal. I don't know why happened. Didn't didn't he? Um, wasn't he going out with Taylor Swift? Was he? He yeah. was going out with someone. I don't know if it was Taylor. I'm Swift, sure. But... No, no. I think he had a picture with Taylor Swift, and everyone thought they were together. Which is I think <laughs> was... so that's, that's a very me. different thing, isn't it? <laughs> um, if, in fact, in fact,
3: <laughs> if to be fair, Nick, a choice in made has with been, with been Nick, so everyone to be, be, be quite bad. Her choice in men is, is uh, <laughs> apparently quite bad, so that would make sense. Maybe she's got a yeah, bad taste in men and mate, football players. If,
2: if that <laughs> with everything, then Nick will be out with Mary Berry. Oh, <laughs> 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 who, who did you go for, Harry? Who's your choice?
3: Uh, I went for St. Ledger and I also went for Josh Hooveld. Oh, lovely. Shout. He turned out to be a good player for Southampton, you know? I he was he a good player. Player. We got him from Southampton. And he basically threw his dummies out and he wouldn't play for us anymore because he were not getting paid enough. Yeah. So um, mm. there's, a, there's a running theme in my back four.
4: There's a running they, theme of <laughs> Holloway signing. They wanted sign-ins. to stop wages, but they didn't <laughs> want to stop goals. I think, to be fair, you could probably look through half of our teams under Holloway and just put them out as the worst 11 of all time, to be
0: honest. I, I, I actually set myself the task of just purely keeping it to 2013 to 15 year for my oh, worst Oh, dear. <laughs> uh, I, I've largely have kept to that.
5: Achtung. Milbain.
0: Yeah, straight to left back. Nick Hart, let's go. Well then, chaps. Uh, Aaron's left us. Um, he's, he's got um, paid employment to go and do, um, whereas we are, we are mere idlers with uh, you know a, a sea of time in front of us um, to, to play with. So we're going to go to left back now. Um, I went with a long-forgotten player, and I, I actually can't think of anything but remember about Matthew Briggs.
3: Matthew mm-hmm. Briggs.
0: was my choice of of left-back, signed in 2014. You'll notice the thing, dear listener, that all my (laughs) um, choices come from the 2013-15 to era. Um, Came from Fulham, apparently, and left on a free transfer afterwards. Matthew Briggs, who did you choose in your left-back position,
4: Ryan? Yeah, I I went for Briggs as well, actually. Funny enough, for how many we've gone through, they don't seem to last long enough to stick around in the memory. I think Matthew Briggs was probably <laughs> one who came in promising the most and delivering the least. He scored one good goal against Colchester in the League Cup, I think, and got sent off in the same game. Yeah. And since then, just yeah, never... That was his and I,
3: second free celebration. He was the second yellow yeah,
4: card. Yeah, I think he took his shirt off and got his second yellow card. It, <laughs> like, uh, it, show, it shows how out of practice he was with playing football. But I think he's in non-league now, so it shows Is the ball cool from, from... And he was tipped big thin things when he came through at Fulham. And, you know, I don't know if it's attitude or just decline ability or what, but yeah, well, I think he's not a bad he's guy. Big,
3: his big moment in football is, you know, the one that eclipsed the last decade was the Leicester City versus Watford uh, playoff semi-final at Vicarage Road where they, where they have a penalty knockout, misses it. Yes. They go down the other end and he shouts Deeney, yeah? Mm. Matthew Briggs is the person that gives away that penalty. Does
0: he? A, was, that is the
3: highlight? Yeah, it was, yeah, for Watford, um, but he's not my choice.
7: Okay.
3: your choice, Harry? ...that strikes fear into the half-Egmail <laughs> Wall supporter of that era. The name is Greg Halford. I and he me. was from Nottingham Forest.
5: Did Forest,
0: he play for okay. us? I don't remember him.
3: <laughs> and he was, without doubt, the antithesis of Tony Craig. He was the most timid, easily beaten, <laughs> stand-up, one-dangled foot, Challenge, prick <laughs> that we've ever had that <laughs> back. I
6: don't remember it. I mean, I'm no, not at all
3: Would you like what? me to? Would you like me to wiki him now? We're not pressed for time. I, I feel like I need to back this with, well,
0: with stats I oh, do 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 send it to me, Harry. Yeah, I, 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 I'm gonna go with your, your choice because I can't argue with that that kind of a, a review. We'll have a quick listen to see what Michael came up with in the left-back position. And I'm going to be intrigued when, when Harry sends me through the Wikipedia link to Greg, was his name Greg Halford?
3: I'm sure his name is Greg Halford. I may have, I may have said the wrong first name. <laughs> <laughs> this, is how,
5: this, is the, this is the kind of name you look
0: for. All right, well we'll, well, we'll come back to after Michael.
6: Now, my left-back is a more recent signing for Millwall. It is a man who um, was in contention for our Player of the Year award a few years ago, a player who went into a World Cup squad and a player who seemed like he had the absolute world at his feet and we apparently signed him on the pitch when we beat Bradford at Wembley. That is Mr. James Meredith. How a player can go from being so good to so poor for no apparent reason is unbelievable. And now I do believe he's plying his trade in the A League in Australia because literally nobody else wanted him. He's had to fly to the other side of the world. Achtung. Okay,
2: straight into midfield and in the interests of time and sort of health and safety, let's get your midfield as a four jack. Midfielder right.
0: Um, I thought there's only one choice here, boys, and I, I don't know how how, um, how you'll see it, but I couldn't see past Thierry Racont. Um I thought he's got to get into this team. and mm. uh, Midfielder, I don't know if he was on the right side in midfielder or, or what, but I, I don't think we ever knew what his best position was other than sitting in the um, the, canteen <laughs> the canteen at the training room. He never played, did he? He played, made no. a type of appearances. So Thierry Racon, who, who did you take in, in midfield there, uh, Ryan?
4: So I would put on the wing to, I've kind of jigged it around a bit to fit everyone in. So I've put Danny and Gesson on the right.
0: No, you're playing him um, out of position again, aren't you? Well, I,
4: I don't, does he have a position? I think he was either wing Gold or machine.
0: up front. Gold machine was his position.
4: I think his position was <laughs> on the pitch for 10 minutes where we could fit him on. <laughs> and then back on the bench was his uh, best of position. So I've put him on the right for this purely to fit him in.
3: Um,
4: he was just awful. He was just awful for us.
3: Yeah, some with,
0: Names here, and I wouldn't, wouldn't argue with guessing. Did you take Harry on the right side of midfield for you? Mate?
3: On the right side of midfield, I was gonna play the man, the myth, the legend. Well, legend, I mean, wanker really is a better, a better turn of phrase for Gary Taylor Fletcher.
4: Ah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're well, asking him to play out of position again. That's tough on the boy, he couldn't play in his right position. Like well, that's
3: the position. kind of the reason I thought we'd stick him out there and he'd do less damage. And yeah, he's well, closer to going and getting a pot and closer to the medical team if he is needed for a cardiac arrest.
0: As we're, we're doing the midfielders of four, so we, we'll move on, Harry, to your choice of midfielder centrals whilst we're at it. Who did you Was take it? in the in the in
3: uh the Thierry Racon, wage okay. feed extraordinaire, <laughs> <laughs> and uh Angel Angel Martinez, Angel
0: Martinez. yes, um,
3: definitely
1: good choice. One the
3: Holloway, another one of the Holloway. Magic Men, obviously Holloway. Obviously, I, I can only say this. This is gonna be libelous, so you might have to cut this. <laughs> did he have an agent that was his agent, right? Yeah, he was. The, he, the was very, he was very. He was very
4: close with Holloway, Martinez. Uh, they he were together it. at Blackpool, and I remember him bringing them in specifically because he was his best mate. Yeah, much. it was
0: some. Who did you go for in the central midfield? I actually, it?
4: I, I uh-huh. went the same as, same as Harry, Derry um, and Angel Martinez. I think they were just both awful. I don't, I don't know. Off my head, off the top of my head, the appearances they would have had between them, but they were just dreadful. I
0: mean, I, I wouldn't argue, I wouldn't. I won't argue with any of those. Choices. One, one thing I remember, Angel Martin, oh, Angel Martinez makes my my uh, poor eleven. Um, the one thing I remember about him is he never played, did he? he, he would um, no. he would tweet kind of inspirational tweets. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember? And yeah. that's you know, what you
4: need during a relegation battle, Nick. So it was keeping the morale up. The club, the
0: club was dying. Basically, we were kind of looking at the basement into into League One with with uh, Ian
4: Holloway at the helm. And Angle on the books.
0: Angle would post stuff like "There's no Iron Team." And um,
4: There's, I, I, I think he was brought in as a maybe Holloway's man in the dressing room. To be fair, when things were starting to go sour for him, in but,
0: all honesty. Know, and live the change you want to be, and you're like, fuck. <laughs> fuck <laughs> <off>. <laughs> you think, "Fuck, fuck, we're dying, we're <laughs> dying Um. <laughs> I, I, I included Angel and and uh, and Thierry, as I've said, and uh, in my central defend uh, mid- midfielders was Nicky Bailey and Josh Wright. I I've no mm. particular um, uh, memories of Nicky Bailey, other than the fact that he made no impact on me at all, and Josh mm. Wright was just like a, an ultra white set of teeth. He was part of the Wright clan, wasn't he? So to be
3: honest, I, I, can we just interject with the bring up uh, Josh Wright? Josh Wright um, obviously has a famous Famous brother, or famous in the very loose terms of the famous. Infamous or famous or whatever you want to call it. Depending whether your wife or girlfriend or significant other watches (laughs) ITV2 (laughs) all
5: the
3: time. Um, Mark Wright, basically, his brother, Mm. had the box behind me while Josh was playing. And obviously, he has a very beautiful wife in Michelle Keegan. And um, they had their own photographer. Who would physically not photo had like a press pass just to take photos of them in the box and Josh Wright? They wouldn't take photos. <laughs> honestly, me and my brother and my cousin watched this guy for the 18 months that he was there, just meandering around <laughs> our block taking photos of and not. This literally happened. I'm not even winding people up. This is genuinely a thing. They're you know, like one of those Stranger Than Fiction things that can only yeah. happen in Millwall generally this was the bloke the bloke is on twitter i will get my cousin to find the bloke who was the photographer and i will get retweet his page as that's proof terrible, that this man existed
0: we'll have a quick no, listen sorry. to a quick <laughs> listen to um michael's uh choices and i'll, I'll dwell during that time on the idea that's the only time mills ever made okay magazine from-
6: <laughs> now on the wing i have gone for a player who uh Gets a lot of stick, and rightly so. Um, He has all of the uh, cardio ability of an asthmatic overweight hippopotamus who's been trapped in a zoo for too long. That is one Gary Taylor Fletcher. An absolutely ludicrous signing of any standard. And uh, how he was given any role at any football club, let alone Millwall, is beyond me. A good player in his day, probably the early 2000s. But no, not for me. Sorry, Holloway, that's another one you've got wrong. Now, a centre, centre-half, shall I say, a centre-midfielder that I'm going with um, alongside him is Mr. Nicky Bailey. Now, Nicky Bailey was one of those players who, again, similar to Perth, sort of gave it his all and was a good signing, but not really uh, didn't really cut it for Millwall, and the only time he really did cut it for Millwall was when he didn't have very long on his contract. Does that sound familiar? Yes. Um, Nicky Bailey, um, he was good in his day, could pass the ball quite nicely, but like a lot of low masses signings, came to me all slightly overweight, slightly out of shape, and slightly didn't seem to want to be there. So Nicky Bailey sent midfielder. Now, alongside him is an interesting one. A lot of people go for the Thierry Racon um, type player, but I'm going to go for Mr Michael Tom, who we signed on loan, I believe from Leeds or Sheffield United or one of those clubs. Um, again, a player who wasn't there for a very long time, very, very short, period at the club and another Ian Holloway signing where it's sort of a panic buy and no real point to him being there. Pretty much like all of Holloway signings, really. Um, and the final person I have is on the left wing, Mr. Hammer Buatza. Apart from just one absolutely rasping free kick, he offered very, very little and again, just seemed to have
5: to pick up the pound note. Achtung, Mailball.
6: Yeah, cheers
2: to Mike. For that one, and gentlemen, your front two. I think I know who's going to be in Harry's <laughs> one. <laughs> uh, who,
0: who did you take up front, Harry? Who was your choice for your front two strikers, mate? Uh, Rob Hulse and,
3: uh, the okay. goal, and the goal scorer. <laughs> their goal, the Hoff.
4: God, huh? <laughs> what about you Ryan or Did you take yeah. the
3: front,
4: you Again. The front Two
0: gold machines
4: I have gone for The Huff And Rob Hulse As well <laughs> I <think> Rob Hulse, <laughs> Rob Hulse. <laughs> I think we missed well, I missed can that. see us Getting him around The back in the game the same <laughs> I mean To be <laughs> fair if you're picking those two, you've got a plan and you're sticking to it. I think Rob Holtz has to be the worst player I have seen of Mark all time. And <laughs> he was, I couldn't stand, I mean, there's a couple honorable mentions up there. I mean, you could put Ricardo Fuller at the time. I mean, he never Fuller. did manage to get Usain Bolt down at the dead. <laughs> but, I think, I think, yeah, But between the two of them, I, I, cannot, I, I can't believe how he even played for me. Or how Ro- did Hulse Ro- get the twice? He's, well, that, was some, on me.
0: God knows. I mean, I remember um, Fuller um and his, his shot launched over as he was out. I've remembered what the
3: bloke's i remembered what the bloke's name was. I've called him the wrong fucking name. His name is not Greg Halford, it's Dan Harding.
0: Or Dan Harding. Don't like <laughs> I remember him?
3: I've generally called him the wrong name. I've, I've just I've been googling
0: the whole listen, time. Listen, listen to know that no, I I have been I've been looking at the Mill History Site, I can't think who this bloke right, is. Dan
3: Harding was a was a professional football player. He's now at Whitehawk. Right, so he's all? First, no, he was at <laughs> the Forest in 2012, between 2012 and 2015, made 54 appearances, went to Millwall on loan, made 20 appearances, scoring no goals, and went straight from Millwall, who were then a championship side, to Eastleigh. <laughs> Eastleigh,
0: <laughs> I That's don't remember, I, I remember him. It was right, sorry, out.
3: I called him the wrong name, and... Oh, that is how unforgettable, how he was. This is a highly
0: professional podcast, listeners. I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll, will we'll, we'll, you know, draw a veil over that or something. Um, no, my, leave my, it in hit me, buddy. My front too. I mean, no one can argue with um, Stefan Meyerhofer up front. The most useless. Sack of potatoes, I think I've ever seen in a Millwall shirt. But closely for I've played him further falls, He has been mentioned. That's Gary Taylor Fletcher. I mean, honestly, he looked like he could be propping up the bar in the local pub um, when he when he took the field. And I just thought. He, that, um, he was, man. If you if if you want one one I mean Rob Hulse is another good choice there Ryan because uh, the
4: look of surprise
0: on his face when he got booed off. Yeah. End,
4: um, <laughs> I, I, well I think has anyone seen has anyone seen the picture going round from the weekend of uh, Charlie Adams celebrating it? Yeah, uh, yeah yeah and he he the year before, yeah. And he looks back for six I him and Gary Taylor Fletcher as uh, you know <laughs> that that would be a potent midfield striker combination between the two of them.
6: Now the two centre forwards, I've gone with an obvious choice and one that's not as obvious, so it has to be Mr Rob Hulse um, as one of the um, centre forward pairings, um, a man who famously I think was uh, substituted either very early on in the game or substituted after he'd already been brought on as a sub, um, got absolute dog's abuse when he played but rightly so, he, uh, he made it abundantly clear he didn't want to be there and he was a man who made Matt Smith's running look like he was the next Cristiano Ronaldo and that's no disrespect to Matt Smith. And my other um, signing up front is a player who a lot of people, again, would maybe say Daniel Gessen or someone like that. But I'm going to go with Simeon Jackson. Simeon Jackson, uh, another Holloway signing. A player who, again, potentially could have done a lot, lot better than he did and had a great scoring pedigree before he joined us. But for some reason, it just did not work out. And players like these contributions did to our relegation. Honorary mentions are Mr. McGay Guy, Ricardo Fuller, Jerry Rackon, Mike Taylor, the goalkeeper, and Scott MacDonald, who threw a hissy fit every time he wasn't passed the ball. And I'll let you listeners toss a coin over who's the worst manager of Mr. Steve Lomas or Ian Holloway.
5: Achtung, Millwall!
3: I'd also like to mention um from this comical period of Mill history, the uh the fitness coach. It oh, the must fatness. have been about, oh, yeah. about three hundred stone and um I, and had the cheat to call Maguire gay fat. That's right. He was he had some body fat
0: over the limit of whatever limit Holloway set for, for body fat um, levels. Um the fatness coach. He, I tell you he reminded me of there was a, a player that got done for eating a pasty in mid game for um, oh, um
3: was was oh, it Sutton uh, United? For sure. Sutton,
0: yeah. It was a Paddy Power stunt um Yeah, yeah, it,
3: something sure when it might Mike Shaw, someone something sure. That's
0: and, right. Well that mm, goalkeeper was in Poly sh- Goalie
3: or whatever they was, called him. A,
0: he was in better shape than our fitness coach at the time. <laughs> this was going back to the uh the, the, the darkest days of the early part of the decade or mid part of the strip. The,
3: the Holloway thing seems like a fever dream now, doesn't it? <laughs>
0: Who's, I mean, I'm, I, this 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 is going to be a straight easy question. Who's managing your poor team here? Who, who's your choice for poor manager of the decade? Uh Ryan? Who, who's your choice?
4: Um I think you, you I mean you have to go Holloway, not purely because of uh, the football, but from the state he got the club into, the size he made, the attitude, everything. <laughs> yeah. People obviously everything you'll be a tight long. pick with Lomas, but I think I was reading the other day. I think Lomas got sacked before we were in the relegation zone, and. You know, Holloway kept us up one season and that did absolutely no favours for him by the time he left. I think uh, no, no, his his no. legacy is fully cemented in the club and I think rightly so.
0: Can't disagree. Harry, who's your choice of manager for your poor 11?
3: I mean, mine is Holloway, but it's closer than I maybe think. I think because Holloway was so bad, you forgot how bad you thought it was under Lomas. Yeah. I, mean, I remember going away from home to Bournemouth and we were 2 new up inside 12 minutes. That's right. And Didn't went get on to five, lose five, five two. Five yeah. two. Yeah, yeah. And um I, you know, that was very early on. And that was sort of um you sort of thought to yourself, well maybe this isn't the uh, maybe this isn't a great idea. And then we had I think we got thumped by Watford four or five nil on, on Boxing Day. And really? that last yeah. game we got sacked. He got and, sacked after that. Yeah. And we brought Harris in for one game. And we got beat 5 new on New Year's Day by Leicester. And then we got Holloway. Well,
4: that's the Terrible. thing. It was such a bleak time. But I think I think even then, with how bad it was under Lomas, I think that speaks volumes to what Holloway did, to be honest. And regardless of what he did on the pitch, off the pitch was financially for the club, absolutely in an awful state. And I think one of the things that sticks out for me was the whole Sid Nelson debacle of, Chucking yeah. him in, in a oh, new system, no. making his captain on captain on his debut and then dropping him the next time. Like and yeah. things like that, that for Millwall, for a and a young Academy player, and Millwall love to see an Academy player come in and do well to treat him like that. I think I think and, the the, the and, attitude of the man speaks and he was as a, much as a result.
0: Sid, Sid was a decent defender. I don't think he probably had the, uh, the ability yeah. to go the full distance, but that's not, that's not just being disrespectful mm. to all Sid. He was a decent defender, but he just needed some, he needed some coaching. He needed some yeah. nurturing. And he needed and he, backing as well. You you wonder what a player, a manager like Gary Rowett, for example, would do with a player like or Sid. Or even Did Harris,
4: he, if Sid was coming along was, as the same yeah. generation as uh, Ben yeah. Thompson and maybe started in League One, rather than being thrown into the absolute mess that we were in under Holloway, he could have got off on the right foot in his career. But unfortunately for him, it's just when he came in, it was no good. You
3: ended up having... I mean, look at what happened to Sid. You ended up going to a non-league club. He's got up with that new league club, and that they absolutely love him at Tranmere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they
4: they loved him on, when he was on loan at Newport as well and helped keep him up. My friend was Newport fan and was hanging out with him in the bar on the, the yeah. day they uh, stayed up, and they all love him down there. Yeah, And again, Tranmere like you say, now they love him too. And if he was a Millwall lad doing that, I'm sure we'd love him as well.
0: Well, God help Grimsby, because Holloway fought him too. Are they in the same
4: league,
3: Tranmere and... Um... Grimsby.
4: No, Tramia are in League One, aren't they now? Yeah, they've they got promoted. Oh, okay. Grimsby,
3: yeah. I maybe, think, maybe third, third to, bottom in League that, Two, Grimsby. To, to be fair, that'd be quite a tasty fixture if Holloway's still involved next season. I can see Sid getting man at a match performance, can't <laughs> you? You can see him <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe following him through or one near the touchline, that's right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Chaps, that's a wonderful show. I really appreciate you both giving up your time tonight. Um, we are That's the two choices. Mill Best-11 which we've explored in some depth, I think. And then we've gone, it probably involved greater depth and more laughter at the Millpool 11. So uh, let us know what you think, dear listeners. I'm sure that you'll be able to slag us live for all of our choices, good and bad. Um, hope you enjoy the show. Big thank you to Ryan Loftus. Thanks for coming on the show, Ryan.
4: No problem. Thank you for having me on, Nick.
0: And big thank you to Harry Warren, as always. Thank you, H. Thanks for coming on the show. No worries. Always a pleasure, mate. Thank you to Aaron uh, for starting the show off and thank you also to Michael and Mike for their contributions by recorded voicemail. So that's the Millwall News this week. Hope you enjoyed the show, a little bit different, and uh, we'll be back with one or other of the Act On the Fans show in due course. Thank you for listening. Arriva 13 Millwall.
5: el baile